0: Good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of A Pen and a Napkin Podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back to our interviews. Uh, It's been a little bit since we've done the interviews. Uh, Had a little scheduling conflicts with a couple people. Memorial Day came up, had some other things pop up, but we are back with an interview here uh, tonight, and I am really excited to have on a previous guest. Jamie, you were... Uh, you were a quick hitter uh, guest a uh, year, year and a half or so ago uh, for about 20, 25 minutes. That's right. Correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Well, I think it's been about a year and a half, two years, somewhere in there. It seems like a long time, but uh, it's good to
0: be back. It is. It has been too long. Glad to have you back, my friend. Jamie Smith, the head girls basketball coach at Solon High School, just north of Iowa City. Is it just north of Iowa City? Is it north and east of Iowa City?
1: I would say just pretty much straight straight north straight- highway Highway One, and you know, in between Cedar Rapids and Iowa City.
0: Gotcha. So a little bedroom community in between Cedar Rapids and Iowa City. Uh, Coach Smith and I met at Snow Valley two years ago, um, and we've worked there together the last two years. Are are you going back again this summer, Jamie?
1: Yeah, I'll be back uh, year eighteen, so looking forward to
0: that as well. <laughs> okay, you you are a grizzled veteran compared to this rookie here. I'm I'm still on my rookie contract, so, uh, but uh, so we'll get to see each other here in, in about seven or eight weeks out at uh, out at Snow Valley, so that'll be good. So, uh, Coach Smith, head girls basketball coach at Solon High School, uh, really excited to have uh, Jamie on here this week. Uh, before we get going with Coach Smith, uh, we of course want to thank our founding sponsor, Cosac Chiropractic. Uh, Coaches, if you or any of your athletes have any balance neck or spinal issues and you're in the Omaha area, go check out Dr. Kevin and Dr. Heidi. They are at 144th and Maple Street here in Omaha. Just be sure to let them know that a pen and a napkin sent you. Follow us on Twitter, at a pen and a napkin. We try to put out daily coaching tidbits on the Twitter handle, so be sure to follow us there. If you're listening... Please download, rate, review, give us a five-star review, subscribe, so that people when when, when people look up coaching basketball podcasts, they'll see a pen and a napkin. That will be up there, high up in the rankings. So download, rate, and review it. Give us five stars. Let folks know about it. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Jamie, are we ready to jump into this? Are we ready to, to, to let it rip?
1: Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's talk some basketball.
0: Let's talk some hoops here. All right, so um, let's start this the way that we normally start it here, Coach. Um, for people that don't know about your basketball journey and how you ended up at Solon, tell us a little bit about uh, your career, your 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 family, so forth and so on, uh, and, and, and how you ended up at Solon High.
1: Yeah, well, it, it goes back a while. Um, you know, I'm a coach's son, so I guess I was – Born into it, was going to do it. Um, you know, the, the journey's been long. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, back in the mid-90s, I was at a small school called North Springs Rock Falls, which now is Central Springs. Okay. Uh, I lasted two years there. Uh, we won one game. Uh, um, <laughs> I thought I knew it all. Um, I thought, you know, being the coach's son, that I had all the answers. And uh, I didn't. And I, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth, so I got out for a while and then uh you know i helped my dad out at osceola for a while and then got back into it went to winterset assistant boys coach and you know about 2005 i believe uh six maybe uh the time's going fast now mm-hmm. uh had the opportunity to go to interstate 35 i was there 10 years um you know build a pretty good program had some really good players um and i thought we kind of turned things around and uh you know, the Solon job came open. I really wasn't looking. I'd already resigned. I wasn't for sure what I was going to do at I-35. My daughter had just graduated, Mm -hmm. um, the youngest of our kids, and I knew I was going to coach. It just wasn't going to be there anymore. Um, I got a couple calls about the Solon job, uh, so I looked into it just a little bit and talked to her with my wife, went ahead and applied, and went to an interview uh, you know just six years ago yeah. uh, i was six years ago in the first of april um and uh you know I, I remember leaving that interview and calling my wife just saying you know i hope i didn't screw this up because um, <laughs> i you know really want the job and you know three or four days later they called back and offered me the job and mm-hmm. you know and kind of here we are uh-huh. um you know going on going on year six and, it's hard to believe that it's it's went this fast. Um, there were some times where it seemed really long, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, just grateful to still be here. Uh, grateful to be in this community, and uh, and we just we have some really good things going on right now. So, a lot of excitement here.
0: Yeah. So you know, you're you kind of on two opposite ends of the spectrum. You you had resigned at I-35. Um, was it was it just kind of you know, I, I'd kind of taken the train as far as I could take it. So, you know, like you, you had said, you, you had family factors with your, with your daughter graduating from high school, you know, uh, you know, what kind of, what, what kind of led to that? And then kind of the, the change, what was it about the interview at Solon that, that drew you in so quickly? Yeah.
1: And I, and I think about this, uh, often, um, I probably could have stayed at I-35 for 30 years.
0: huh.
1: um, been happy you know we've been built a pretty good reputation of you know being the top in the conference you know being the top 10 in the state um so i'm not really for sure what what prompted me to to resign now some of it had to do with my daughter um you know some of the other factors was i think i was looking for a new challenge uh-huh. um, you know and i had two kids going to the university of Iowa. Okay. Uh, so that's someone kind of came into play that way. Sure, um, easier sell for my wife.
0: <laughs> um, yes,
1: you know, being around two of our kids that you know would be at the be at Iowa. So, um, you know, and then going into the the interview and coming out of the interview, um, we're just the, the, the people, um, the administration, the new athletic director Casey Hack was coming in. I felt like I could get a you know along with him, the other coaches on the girls' side. You know, I felt that, you know, they'd be great people to work with. Uh, the facilities. And so had has a rich history of athletics. Yeah. Uh, over the years. I mean, in all of the sports, boys and girls. Um, you know, the community was the right size. Um, you know, again, close enough to Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. Close enough to get back to, you know, Central Iowa to, to be around the family. So mm-hmm. it was just, you know, a good fit. And I was looking at other places at the time. Um, just, you know, someone wouldn't have uh, pulled the trigger that quick. I mean, I could have been somewhere else.
0: Yeah. When you're, when you're looking at a, a job, you know, how much of it is analytical and how much of it is gut? Like this feels like the place I, that is good for me that I need to be at.
1: Yeah. For me, it was gut.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, it was, it was all good. I th- I think the analytical part of it was already figured out.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: it was just, it was the right feel
0: mm-hmm. for me. Yeah what were yeah. what were people telling you? Because I mean, this this happens, you know. Uh, where coaches, uh, we'll just go ahead and use the word coaches get recruited for jobs. Uh, right. You know, what were people telling you that intrigued you about it? What did you hear in those conversations from the people that were calling you that at least? you know, you said, well, I'll at least give up a few hours of my life and go interview and let's see what happens.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. one of the main things that kept coming up was facilities. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they had just built a, you know, state-of-the-art weight room uh, that mirrors any Division two, any Division three school, mm-hmm. you know, in the United States, uh, you know, it mirrors in school in the state of Iowa, uh, that, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, commitment, uh, kept hearing the word commitment by, you know, from players, um, you know, people talking about their players are committed. Um, you know, that they, they already have a culture. Uh, maybe some things need to change, but they, you know, they have an athletic culture. They have a, a culture within the school as well to succeed. Um, so I think those were, you know, two of the big, you know the big the big things for me, um, and that you know, I was going into a situation where they, you know, were down a little bit,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: which that was a challenge for me. And you know, and they had been successful before. Now it might have been a few years ago, but you know, mid nineties they were, still one of the top teams in the whole state. Yep. Uh, you know, three state titles. You know, they had went to the state in two thousand six. So. You know, I just I thought maybe we could do something here.
0: Mm-hmm. But like you said, you you were you were taking over a, a tough situation at the time. I think the year before you took over, uh, if my inner if my research is correct, Jamie, uh, you were uh, the school was six and sixteen. The program was six and sixteen. So that's that's uh, even though you've got a winning tradition, uh, things in the present tense at the time were not good. Uh, so as you came into this situation, and, you, and there were a lot of positives, the, and there, obviously because of those positives, that's the reason why you took the job, but what, as you went into this, what was your plan? What what were you thinking as you were taking over this, knowing that you had a chance to be successful and you would have backing, but obviously there were a lot of things that needed to be taken care of. So so how did you organize it? How did you lay out your foundation brick by brick to to bring the program back to where it once was?
1: Right, and I started right off the bat. You know, when I was talking to the administration after they offered me the job that and I had accepted the job that it was going to get worse probably before it got better. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't talking just wins and losses, which you know, the first year we won three games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, we also had six kids that didn't go out um, my first year.
0: Yeah, upper cl- um, upperclassmen, or
1: yeah, upperclassmen. Yeah. yeah, you know, which which I thought might happen. Um, it wasn't like we went in there and ran them off, um, but some things were going to have to change.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you know the first thing that needed to change is we started to get the youth involved right off the bat
0: yeah,
1: um, because that was going to be our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we needed to get everybody involved. Um, you know, we set down that you know, that some of the non-negotiables were going to be that we were going to get in the gym. Um, you know, we were going to practice hard, um, you know, a lot of those cliches, but, you know, but we—that's what we were going to do, um, and we were going to shoot the basketball, and we were going to play man-to-man defense. And you know, if you weren't ready for that, then you probably not a good—you know—spot for you to be in mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that program. And, and we stuck with that. Um, mm-hmm. Those were non-negotiables. We—we we got parents involved. Um, you know, as far as. You know, making them understand that it's important for your kids to get in the gym as well. Um, So you might have to push and prod them a little bit to get them there.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: You know, so I I think those were, you know, brick by brick. I don't, you know, I didn't look at it quite that way. I just looked at it as this is what we were going to do. And, uh, you know, I mean, if we do this, we we think it can, you know, work out for us.
0: Where do you think the or, or do you feel like there was a tipping point for you? Uh, was there a particular practice? Was there a particular game? Was there a, a particular team meeting where you felt like well, now we're going in the direction that we need to go in order to be successful?
1: Yeah, I I, was, I don't know if there was a, a certain moment, but there, there were a few moments you know we started three freshmen my first year. Uh, we still had five seniors. Um, and those five seniors didn't complain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, that's hard.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um,
1: you know, and it's, you know, sometimes there's this coach, it's especially when you're first coming in, that's hard to do as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, but I felt that it needed to be done. Um, you know, so I, I think that was a big, a big point. Uh, you know, you, you kind of, in your first year, you kind of, you know, there's little things that practice, you know, you can see people getting better and stuff, but, you know, when you play someone the first time and they beat you by 50, I'm not a big moral victory guy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's three or four examples. The next time we roll around, it's a three or four point game where we have a chance to win. Yeah. Um, I think those are some moments that that stick out. Um, you know, and then people start showing up for the games a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think those are some some things that, that you notice and stuff, but I mean, I noticed this, the improvement, um, on the court. And then, like I said, some of those games that got closer the second time around. Mm
0: -hmm. What advice do you have for a coach that's listening to this? That's, you know, maybe stepped into a, a similar situation where you kind of the easy thing for you to be, to do, uh, that first year would have been to, to play X amount of those five seniors, uh in, instead of starting the three freshmen but you wanted to establish a certain culture a certain identity uh, a a certain way that we're going to do things here at Solon now uh, what advice do you have for a coach that's in that situation that that's listening to this that's taking over a job that's that you know might be in a similar situation that that's a that's a tough situation you're you're going to pay for it now in probably more ways than one in, in the in the in the current time but it should pay off for you down the line
1: right i i, I guess i would i mean i would say you know be able to deal with some pain mm-hmm. um and I, I think that's a you know i've seen a lot of coaches that can't deal with that pain right so when they come in and they're gung-ho about doing something then they lose you know seven eight games in a row and now they're changing everything Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not the plays that need to change, you know sometimes it's the players that need to be changed um you know, or you know just got to be able to stick with it and I think that that's that's a hard thing uh for coaches it's a hard thing for players when they're struggling uh to be able to deal with the pain um you know and and I think that you know I talked about I have a pretty good relationship it's not always you know it's not always uh the most calm conversations, but I've got a, you know, real good, um, relationship with our administration Mm -hmm. and our AD. And, And I think it's okay to have, you know, when you're struggling to talk to them, let them know that, Hey, I'm still, we're still on, on course here. You know, we're doing what we said we would do. Um, you know, so I think it's, I think that's important, uh, you know, to have those conversations as well. Um, know with your administration when you're going through some of this um but you got to be able to stick with it yeah, i don't think if you if you start wavering from what you said you were going to do when you came in um it's not going to end well
0: mm-hmm. coaches you know just as well as i do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs but sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs, and now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available for you, to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details so this last year uh jamie you guys went on a a really good run you were ranked uh really high all year long i think you ended the you went in the state tournament as the number two seed uh correct me if i'm wrong on any of this coach um and uh it, it was your first from from what i you know from what i say you know it's your after kind of a long career, this was your first real big run here at the at the state tournament what you know what was like what was that like going through that as as a as a head coach?
1: Um, well I still get emotional thinking about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know it obviously was exciting, right um, you know just you know these these kids have worked hard, you know, the community I mean, you know, we probably had the largest crowd at the state tournament, um, you know, just just through all the hard work um, that these, you know, these kids did, um, you know, these, you know, we had some seniors that were, you know, I went through some tough times, you know, the nine win season their first year and, um, you know, but things kept improving, mm-hmm. you know, the, the core of our, our kids, you know, they were in junior high. And, sixth grade when we got you know when we started here um so it was just it was just really neat um to see the growth um of this of the of the program um you know these a lot of these girls had been you know on part of a state championship track team um so i think they still have some of that pedigree to to understand what it takes to win but uh, to me there's nothing like uh the, the girls state tournament in the state of iowa like, I just think it's, you know, something that, you know, I've been going to state tournaments. I'm, I've been going to state tournaments since Randy Kreinbrink played. That was the first time I ever went. Wow, and,
0: uh, That's a that's and, a blast from the past right there, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that, that shows my age a little bit, but hopefully most people won't know who he is, so they won't know how long ago that was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so a lot of people wanted to play, and I always wanted to coach him. Uh-huh. You know, so personally it was – uh Pretty cool moment.
0: Yeah, going. You know, you you and I are alike. We we grew up watching stuff down at Vets uh, instead of instead of the well. That that still feels like the real estate tournament to me.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. That was uh, great times back then. Yeah.
0: Do, do, do you think that uh, you know you went on this run a little bit later in your career? Uh, your appreciation level is much higher than it would have been if you'd have done it. Um, at your first stop or maybe early in I-35 or something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, we had some teams that, uh, you know, when I was at I-35, we had some teams that were, you know, capable of getting there. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, that was that was definitely frustrating. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I would have handled it as well mm-hmm. when I was younger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, it was good. I had, you know, people around me on the staff, you know, coach Silvers. you know, he was, you know, he's been at Solon for almost 30 years. He was the head coach there once. He took a team to state title or state tournament. He was assistant coach for three state titles,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, on the girl side. So, you know, it was good. He kept me grounded, um, you know, and made sure that I was enjoying all those moments, um, as a coach and, uh, and I think there's something to be said for maybe doing it later in life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, i not saying I wouldn't have liked to win three <laughs> to four when I was
0: 30 either. Yeah, exactly. No, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, uh, no, I, I, I would, it would be nice to have done this a little earlier. I, 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 yeah, totally. Um, did it make it, it, it would have been sweet no matter what, but did it make it a little bit sweeter, uh, knocking off a big rival in, in Mount Vernon to get there?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. You know, uh, I really haven't quite got into that rivalry part until, you know, probably the last three years. Um, I was more worried about us getting better. Um, but it's, it's a pretty big rivalry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so up in here that's, it uh, doesn't matter what the sport is. Um, everybody's going to be there. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say that, um, I would say in the fashion we did it too, you know, we went on a big run there in the fourth quarter and uh, you know, got up by fifteen or so, um, at home. Mhm. So yeah, I mean that's you kinda of throw that in there a little extra it made it feel pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um you you've got a really, really good crew uh coming back. Uh you said everybody but one contributor is coming back, right, Jamie?
1: Yeah, we had a we had a senior that was hurt, uh, Claire Ledege. she would've she would have helped us. Um you know, during the year, but she, you know, she only got to play the last three games. But you know, we lose Hillary Wilson, um, who was a starter for us. You know, averaged four points a game, um, but a lot of leadership out of those two. But uh, yeah, when we've got, you know, the the core of the of the points, and you know, and on the defensive side, coming back with some some kids that you know um, had a really good. Did a really good job on the JV that, mm-hmm. that helped us at times on the varsity and some younger kids coming up. So there's going to be some kids fighting for some minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, again, you're not going to put the cart in front of the horse. It's it's, old, it's the whole let's get better today, let's, let's keep working on this, let's focus on this opponent or this workout or whatever it may be. But looking backwards on your tournament run this year and your preparation as a coach and what you and your staff did, uh, you know, when you get back into that situation next year, you're heading into the postseason. Uh, if the basketball gods are good to you, you get a chance to go back to Des Moines. Again, what are some things that you learned from it? What are some things that you, about your preparation for that tournament run that you really liked? What are some things that maybe you would do a little bit differently um right now again and that can change in in eight or nine months you know but you know looking back on it you know if i were to do i you know this and this i think we could have done a little bit better a little bit differently so kind of a a two-pronged question there coach um hopefully it makes sense
1: right yeah it makes sense i I would say the first thing would, you know sometimes you have to humble yourself a little bit um you know i go to the semifinal game um you know, I, I probably would have had the state tournament. You can't get down 15, right? Sure. In the state tournament. And then, you know, we fought all the way back and had a shot, you know, with three seconds left to win it. Um, I, <laughs> I would have went zone. Um, and if I'm never in that position again, I'll, you know, I'll go zone sooner. Um, it was a little bit too late maybe. I'm not sure that would have made the difference. Um, but I think sometimes in games like that, you um, you know i need to realize where we're at mm-hmm. right um you know you're in the state tournament we're not playing the you know third week of the season um so i i think from that standpoint that I, I probably didn't like like that and that's on my end um a lot of the prep stuff is you know the, the week before um you know the day of you know pep assemblies charter bus you know how early do you get down there You know, stuff like that. Um, Some of that I didn't like. Um, I like the camaraderie, but I think we got down there a little bit too early uh, on both days. Um, You know, so we'll look at changing that. Um, You know, I I do like what what we did. I didn't think the moment was too big for our kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think that they obviously knew and we don't shy away from it. Um, You know, those are big games. Yeah. And we talk about that, you know, we, we talk about, you know, uh, you know, we've earned the right to be there. Yeah, uh, you know, so I, I really like that. I liked that, Uh, you know, the moment wasn't too big. Uh, we just didn't play well
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the second game and yeah. we didn't play bad. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we just, we just didn't win. How's that?
0: Yeah. There you go. There you go. And, and the other team's trying to win too. Absolutely. Know?
1: They got varsity uniforms on too.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, influences. Again, you know, I I, I I said it at the top here. Uh, you and I met at, at Snow Valley. I, I tell people, you know, I'm I'm too experienced. I'm not going to use another word to describe that. Uh, to to really go out and work other people's camps anymore. Uh, I've got enough stuff going on. But I've I've really fallen in love with the with the Snow Valley concept and what Coach Show and Coach Slaba and and everybody does there. Just and in, and in, in like uh, like I said, you know, I, I'm 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 still on my rookie contract. You're kind of uh, you're Udonis Haslam, and I'm Caleb Martin right now. So, <laughs> uh, but but what kind of uh, what kind of influence has a, has a place like Snow Valley had on your coaching philosophy?
1: Ah, boy, I mean, it's hard to you know I could do a whole segment on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Coach, Coach Showaltering and, and Coach Laba, you know, they've they've also you know not only are they mentors um you know to me and and to to hundreds of other coaches um but they're they're good friends of mine now
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know so you know when i talk to them it's not always about basketball it, it, it could be about life yeah um but you know coach Wal- coach uh, showalter you know he he's kind of written the blue you know the blueprint um you know for culture yeah uh, and, and what it takes. And I, I suppose from from him, you know, I he's great X and O's, he's great fundamentals. But it's the it's the culture stuff that that he's helped me with, um, you know, and I don't have to have a conversation with him to, to you know, go over the culture. I can just find it, yeah. um, you know, through him, um, you know, and, and Shla, he's become, you know, one of my best friends. Um, and there's so many coaches that's, you know, really, I, I, I love going there for the kids. I, I love running the Eastern division. I, I love doing all that stuff. Um, man, it's like a coaching clinic there though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, you got some of the best of the best throughout the United States and I'm, throughout the world. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, so there's so many things I've picked up over time and so many coaches there like yourself that I consider friends and, and, uh, you know, lifelong friends, um, you know, whether in or out of basketball. So, you know, those, those two guys have, uh, you know, they've helped my career, you know, career tremendously. You know, I was assistant coach when I, you know, got back in assistant coach when I, when I first started going there, Uh um, you know, and you know, 18 years later, it's, uh, it's brought a lot of joy to my life. I'll tell you that.
0: Absolutely, I agree. So, yeah, it's it's been a tremendous thing. I've I've been really lucky to meet a lot of people, yourself included. We're going to have a couple of other Snow Valley people on here in the near future talking about some stuff. So, I mean, I, I completely agree with you there, Coach. And, and, you know, we've got people coming in from England, people coming in from Mexico and South America, and just uh, learning the game from so many different points of view you know we get kind of americanized and sure. and we don't get the opportunity to hear about the game from a different point of view and that's one of the things i've really enjoyed being there the last couple of years
1: uh, yeah I, I i totally agree and you know the you know and learning you know the side of things on the you know european basketballer intrigues me a lot mm-hmm um, you know, I think it's really good basketball the way they play it. You know, so you know, there's some coaches at, at Snow Valley from from Europe that uh, you know have influenced me as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, how about your dad? You know, your dad, like you said, he, he uh, you had said he's a longtime uh, coach, been in it for 40 plus years. Uh, so, so obviously that's going to be a big part of, and, and like, like you said, it's a big reason why you got into it in the first place. So, so tell us a little bit about your dad and his influence on, on your coaching career.
1: Yeah. You know, like I said, I was a young kid. My dad was a basketball coach. He coached me. Um, you know, then I got into the, to, you know, the coaching and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate, um, you know, to not only have a great dad, you know, a great friend, uh, but have been a great mentor on basketball and, you know, he's been on my staff for the last 15 years. Um, You know, when he got out of head coaching uh, on the boys' side, um, we were lucky enough that we lived close. You know, he lived 20 minutes away, so he was on my staff at I-35 for five years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then when I left, uh, you know, I said, hey, you know, you can come up and stay with us for, you know, four or five months. And by God, for the last five years, he's been coming up and coaching our freshmen
0: cool that's um, awesome
1: and staying with us and you know my dad played in six games to go to state tournament and never made it and uh you know so that was really cool you know this this winter um uh-huh. you know to to take you know bring my dad along sure um you know to to state tournament you know uh, after all that time and how close he was to getting the state tournament and falling a game short and you know, so that was a pretty cool moment. Pretty mm-hmm. cool moment. But but he's he's great. Sometimes I don't want to listen to him. Uh, <laughs> so like, like I'm 10, ten years ten years old, and I I you know I know I know I know. Um, but I remember what he says, and you know, usually he's right. So uh, but it's been a blast. I mean, I don't. <laughs>
0: I don't think a son could ask for more <laughs> that's that's funny yeah because we you know us us uh dads we we are uh you, you're on both ends of it you know uh you've got the the kids that are probably telling you i know i know i know and you're doing that with your dad that's 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 funny so yes yeah. <laughs> um your sister um and uh, and i really appreciate your willingness to kind of open up and talk about that she passed away in 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 2016 and and has obviously you know even though it's it's been about seven years since she's passed away uh still a big influence on your life can you tell us a little bit about a little bit about that Jamie
1: yeah you know I have two uh two wonderful sisters Jackie and Billy and um you know just one was a cheerleader one was a baller um and uh you know Billy was the baby of the family and uh all-state basketball player played in the state tournament and unfortunately battled the uh, gastro disease for for quite a while and uh you know she was a teacher she was a basketball coach um you know just someone's full of life and you know someone you know that we would take to the gym and we would we would shoot we would shoot which we would shoot and uh you know just uh was a big influence on my life about you know working hard you know getting up no matter what kind of pain you're in um you know she was always close to our program especially at I-35 because she was around it mm-hmm. um, she was in the area um you know just man she was a good person um tough kid uh you know and so you know she's another reason you know I I started doing shooting camps I 10-15 years ago and COVID kind of put a halt to that and you know but she was kind of the reason I started that mm-hmm. um you know I just I just felt that uh you know she was inspiring me to kind of get out of my comfort zone
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I love talking about shooting so um you know she inspired me to, to start doing those shooting camps um you know just unfortunately you know it, it'll be seven years actually uh this Saturday oh. uh, so it was kind of the timing was kind of crazy yeah. um uh, you know, that we're, that we're doing this, but, uh, you know, she's like many other people that have had siblings that have passed, uh, you know, just a big inspiration, not just for me, but for, for everybody she touched. So, um, I love talking about her.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're stoking that memory and keeping it alive and, and, you know, letting people know that even though she's not here, she's still here, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it wasn't just you and your dad that was making that trip to the well, uh, this spring. You know, she was right there along with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coaches are absolutely loving are taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching. And during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling, for more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. All right, Jamie, at this time, you, you kind of hopefully know what's going on here. We're going to transition a little bit. We're going to head into the the John Wooden quote of the day uh, from Wooden, a lifetime of observations. Coach Smith, are you ready for the John Wooden quote of the day, sir? I am. All right. So, uh... little bit longer not not terribly long but a little bit longer so i'll i'll read this off here uh coach and then kind of tell us tell us what you take out of it all right the john wooden quote of the day from Wooden: a lifetime of observations this is on page 40 in life we're not always lucky enough to have someone help us with important decisions most of the time you have to figure it out for yourself and it may be confusing and difficult you'll usually do all right though If you have the courage to be true to yourself. Yeah,
1: I think that goes back to maybe something I talked about, you know, earlier, Um, you know, that I believe in about, you know, when tough decisions and whatnot, um, you know, you have to evaluate how much pain are you willing to take. Um, So that's kind of what, you know, the I've heard that quote before. Mm hmm um you know so that's kind of what you know what i take out of it um and i think that whatever decision you make you know i I think he's right about you know if if you're comfortable with the decision you make i I think in the end it'll it'll be okay
0: yeah yeah it's kind of that whole thing you know uh if you can i i call it a man in the mirror moment If, if you make a decision whether it's on Disciplining a kid, or the 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 offense you ran, or the play call you made, or the substitution you made. Uh, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and feel good about that, then you know. Then even if it fails, you can still feel good about it. You know, um, you you made the best decision that you possibly could at that time. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes you're you're in a situation where you make a decision. You 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 that that you're not as comfortable with maybe because a kid got hurt and you feel like you're hurried into a decision or something like that. And so that's a, that's another way I kind of look at that too, coach. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense at all.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, that once you make the decision, no matter what the outcome, which I think this is the hardest thing to do, um, you know, you, like you say, you, you run a play, you're excited about it. You know, when you leave the huddle and you don't make the shot, you lose the game um, you know, there's two things can happen there. You know, you can move on, or you can sit for two weeks and you know be be mad or you know disappointed that maybe you should have ran something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I think once you make a decision, it's it's easier to be comfortable no matter what the outcome is later.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, hey Jamie, it's it's time for you to start cooking, sir. Are you ready to cook? Let's cook. Let's cook. All right. So. Uh, let's jump into your philosophy. Let's talk about what, what you are doing there at Solon in a lot of different ways. Uh, let's, start, let's start with your program. Let's start, let's start with organizing your program from top to bottom, uh, your, your, your uh, youth teams, your camps. Uh, I know people are headlong into camps. We started our camp today. Uh, and, uh, you know, so your camps, your junior high program, all of those things that you're doing to get everything organized at the youth level to feed into your high school program. And, and like I tell most of our guests at this time, I'm just going to kind of take a step back. I'm going to let you roll. And, you know, if, if there's, if I've got questions, I'll try to politely interrupt you here, but, uh, tell us about the Solon program and what you've done to, to organize that and move it in the direction where you're, you're really, really successful right now.
1: Yeah, and like you know, like I mentioned before, the first thing we did here was we got the you know youth program involved. Um, just looking back, at some, some numbers. Our youth camp will start tomorrow. Uh, we'll go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, for you know, we'll go three days. Uh, my first year, we had forty six kids involved. Um, some of that was timing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of me getting here and getting it organized. But tomorrow, we'll have over one hundred and forty kids. Um, and we start them young. And the reason we start them young is we can lower our hoops. Yeah. Uh, just to six feet. Um, or six and a half. I, I think, I believe it is anyway, we can, we can lower them. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, you know, we'll start them in first grade. Um, you know, and we'll get, you know, we'll go, we, we don't do high school camp, um, just cause we're doing workouts during the week, um, in the summer. So we don't, we don't have a camp for them, per se, um, but we'll go, you know, the first grade through eighth grade. Uh, we're in no T-shirt camp, meaning we give balls away instead of T-shirts.
0: Mm, um, okay.
1: We're just, I, you know, I've never seen anybody shoot a T-shirt.
0: <laughs> now you're making we me just, feel guilty for getting T-shirts.
1: No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a good thing. I, I I'm
0: joking. I'm enough, joking.
1: Enough, enough T-shirts around there for the kids. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, we give them an indoor-outdoor ball. Uh, and it's funny, those kids just love the ball. Um, you know, they bring it back the next year, even though they get a new one, and they show me, how, you know, how they've worn it out. Um, you know, so, and and we get our staff involved. Um, our players will be involved t- tomorrow. Um, you know, for the first two groups, um, you know, it's basically our, our players are running those camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, now they're doing, you know, under... Our supervision as as a staff, uh, you know, of what they're doing. Um, we know again, we try to make it fun. Uh, we try to, you know, get some education in there as well uh, for those kids. Um, and then in the and then the fall on Thursdays uh, for a month, um, we get out of school early on Thursday, so those kids will come in. Uh, grades three three through six, they'll come in for an hour. For four thursdays in the in the fall Mm -hmm. then they'll come in in the spring same thing for four thursdays so we try to we try to make it so the kids don't have to go somewhere else Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, you know to to play or to get instruction um you know from you know from that standpoint um these kids are together a lot um they want to be around their friends uh you know they want to you know do the ptm uh, what we, we call it program team me um you know so when we break it down it's you know everything's ptm on three uh those young kids love that uh, and i think they're starting as they get older they understand the meaning of that um and, and you know then we're lucky you know so we'll do some skill work in the morning uh, that's not really through the school but um it's it, you know it's done at the school uh adam haluska uh who played yeah. for the hawkeye well short stint with the cyclones i mean i was giving crap about that but you know graduate of iowa and, you know drafted into the nba played overseas um you know he'll do some some stuff in the fall and spring in the mornings once or twice a week you know uh, again we try to keep everybody so they don't have to go somewhere else mm-hmm. um you know and as far as the junior high program goes um you know, they're, they're basically a mirror of the of the varsity you know, or of the high school program. We have great middle school coaches. Um, their lingo is the same as ours. The offense they run is the same as ours. Um, you know, so I've had a lot of junior high coaches that, you know, they didn't want to follow that. Um, you know, they wanted to run their own stuff. Now know they got some plays maybe they run or some out-of-bounds stuff that they will run. Um, but for the most part... Um, you know, all the way down through the bottom, you know, we use the same lingo. Uh-huh.
0: You
1: know, and I think that's helped our program.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was just gonna say that's that's. I think, and you guys are basically kind of a closed. You, you have a unified district. You got a quote unquote closed district. You know who your kids are going to be going up and, and through. Pretty much correct.
1: Yeah, we might yeah. get a few move-ins now and then. We don't. We don't allow open enrollment. Yeah,
0: that, that's what I mean. Yeah.
1: We might get some move-ins. Yeah,
0: so... Yeah, but, I, mean, I know. Yeah, if you're in that situation, I think that that's exactly what you should be doing. That's what we're doing at our place. You know, we we have, uh, you know, a little bit of an open district, but, you know, we have a small district. We know who our players are going to be, so we're going to start integrating them in 6th, 7th, 8th grade so that when they hit that freshman level, they're hitting that ground just running, and, and they're going, you know, and, and I... How important has that been for your development of your program, Coach?
1: Oh, I, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know if you can put, you know, anything on that. You know, I, I, I don't know how you measure it, except we just, we keep improving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of it just, you know, not having to spend time at practice, right? When those guys come in as freshmen um, explaining everything. Um, you know, what, what the expectations are, not just what, you know, the offense and the defense, as, you know, and, and that. But just, you know, what what's the culture look like? You mm-hmm. know, there's not, there's not a lot of explaining. You know, when the kids come in, they know at high school level that, you know, just like in junior high, there's no watches. You know, those iPhone watches or whatever the heck they are um, that I see a lot of people just girls practicing with um, at other places. Um, and we have some of those stragglers here, but, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, just the, here's the, pr-
0: the principle of it, the expectation. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. So I think those, I think that's just as big as, as the, you know, knowing the lingo and, uh, and the offense and, and whatnot. Um,
0: mm-hmm. uh, w- what else, I, I, hopefully I didn't sidetrack you too much there. What else do you guys do within your program, Jamie, that you really like that, that you're building it from the bottom up?
1: Um, well, I think, you know, one thing is our, our locker room's open. Um, you know, after, after games, you know, there, you'll see some of the younger kids in there talking to the, to the players. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of times that younger kids sitting behind our bench during the games. Um, you know, I think our work, you know, the high school kids, you know, make those kids feel young or, you know, make them feel like they're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those younger kids know the varsity kids' names or the high school kids' names. Um, so I think just, you know, we're, we're really visible um, throughout school. And we're, and we're at the right size, too, mm-hmm. to, to make that happen.
0: Yeah, not not too big, not too, you're, you're kind of the uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Not too big, not right. too small, just right.
1: Right, just, yeah, perfect size. <laughs>
0: um, let's talk a little bit about your, your practice setup. And what what do you do there uh, to you know get your kids going? Uh, how do you have everything organized? How do you use managers? Again, just kind of, Jamie. I'm going to let you roll here. I'll, uh, again, I'll try to politely interrupt if I've got a question. But uh, tell us a little bit about your practice setup and what you do with that.
1: Yeah, we're we're not a two hour practice group um, very often. Um, I say not very often, very seldom we go two hours. Um, you know, we have a pre-practice, what we call a pre-practice, where, you know, players, we, gotta, we got some mic and stuff that the kids come in and do, um, you know, right away. They've, they've got some stage shooting that they'll do uh, right off the bat. Then they'll, they'll do some Villanova footwork um and you know and then and then we'll start practice 5 on no transition down back down and then we'll stretch mm-hmm. um you know so we've got a lot of stuff done in the 10 minutes um you know and then uh, you know we utilize our you know coaches you know to to do position work you know wings post guard work um you know and then we kind of rotate through that um you know in our practice you won't see a lot of we won't go into a lot of uh, defensive segment work per se. Um, we, we do a lot of the offense and defense at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll work on the you know the pick and roll uh, and on the offensive side of things, and at the same time we'll work on how we're going to defend it. Um, you know, same with you know dribble handoffs. You know, all that all that kind of stuff. So we're we're doing a lot of movement. Um, and be honest, we'll we'll shoot for fifty percent of the practice probably. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, my thought process is, if you know, barring a turnover, you're going to shoot it 50% of the time, <laughs> so, you know, why wouldn't you practice 50% of the time on the shooting side of
0: it?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we, we do a lot of advantage-disadvantage stuff, and, and then we'll, you know, we'll play live. So, I, you know, I, I know that sounds, you know, really short and to the, to the point and not real specific, but that's just kind of the way our, you know, our practices ran. Uh Um, you know, and depending on some days we'll, maybe we'll work on, maybe we're getting ready to play Mount Vernon and we're going to double on the post. So, you know, we'll work on, you know, defending the post. Um, at the same time we're, you know, working on entry to the post, um, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Um, you know, pretty, pretty basic for most, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been pretty successful for us. And again, we're, you know, there's some ball handling involved and whatnot. But we, we, we try to do everything we do live,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no matter what we're working on.
0: Uh, You know, what, where does that, uh, philosophy come from what are some things that you've either seen or it comes from your gut or what other influences to have such a a a high percentage of stuff you know like you said the high percentage of shooting uh not a lot of breakdown with your defense what have been some influences uh in, in that regard that have led you to to kind of go down that path that's it's it's not unique but it's a little bit different you know
1: Right. Well, I, I suppose on the shooting side of it, I, I've coached in teams that didn't shoot very well.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Like said, that's, that's, I suppose that comes from just personal preference. Um, and I like, I like, I like watching, I like watching teams shoot the three pointer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, and our offense is predicated a lot on drive and kick. Um, you know, so. If we're going to shoot three pointers, then we we better practice them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any chance we get. And it's not just you know the normal around the world. You know, we're we're doing a lot of drive and kicks, and you know drive kicks and one mores, and you know, and, and we're shooting a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, individually as well. I would say some of that other practice stuff came from Coach Sherman with Radius Athletics, um, who's been a friend of mine for eight years or so. And, you know, that's a lot of his philosophy uh, is working on the advantage drills, um, you know, working on, you know, more live play, um, getting players involved, um, you know, not wasting a lot of time on the stationary stuff. Yeah. Uh, That's not helpful. Um, But and and kids like it. Right. Yeah. Uh, The live stuff and um you know, game like situations. Um, I, mean, I, I just think that's what basketball is.
0: Sure. No, I I, I I laugh at your statement when you said, you know, you gotta you gotta make shots. I've coached teams that haven't shot the ball well, and and when I took those two years off, one of the things that looking back, without the emotions of coaching a team, was we did not. I did a very poor job of us getting enough shots up to get better at shooting in practice on a consistent basis. And so that has been a huge emphasis in my new job here that we want to get up 250 shots a player every practice. That's the goal. We don't always achieve that goal, but especially early on in the season, I have a manager, like a junior high manager. All right, watch Mary, and you keep track. As soon as she walks in the gym, every shot she takes – From the start, from the from her first shot in her in her 33 shot warm up to the end of practice when she leaves, how many shots does she get up today? And we try to use that to gauge if we're getting enough shooting. But that's that's our goal is to try to get each kid uh, 250 shots every day. And it takes a real commitment to do that. But like you said, Jamie, you get to a point where you can run the perfect play, and if you don't hit the the shot at the end of it, it doesn't matter how well you execute it. You got to have kids that can put ball put the ball in the basket.
1: Right. And I, and I also, you know, and that's, that's a good point. Um, you know, if you're, if, you know, here we, we allow everybody to shoot it. Uh, we don't, we're not a red light, green light, um, you know, whatever light you want to talk about. Um, you know, so kids know that if, if, if they want to play, they got to be able to shoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's also, we talked about, you know, live with pain and we talk about this with the young kids at an early age, you know, you have to be able to to handle missing shots, Mm -hmm. um, especially at a young age. And, uh, you know, we give kids the freedom so in practice that they know we're going to shoot a lot and they're going to get better. You know, so I think it also builds confidence the more you shoot um, in a practice setting. Mm -hmm. Can't hide. Can't hide in practice. You can hide when it's just you and another kid in the summer shooting. Um, Practice, you can't really hide
0: from that. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, Send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the a pen and a napkin video library. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, coach, let's talk about your player development and what you, uh, what you do, what you're, what you're going to be working on here in the summertime. Obviously the summer it's, it's all about skill development, getting shots up, things like that. So, uh, what what are some other things that you do? You kind of gave an outline of what you're doing in, in December, January, February. What's going on in in May, June, and July to help develop those kids to feel confident to shoot it in in December, January, February?
1: Right. Our, our shooting stuff won't look a whole lot different than it does in the spring or in the winter. Um, you know, we'll probably do a little bit more competitive shooting, um, and then kind of go backwards from there. Um, you know, breaking the shot down for some kids. Uh, you know, we film most of our stuff in the summer. Um, we're fortunate we're able to do that. Um, but a lot of it's going to be when we do the skill stuff in the summer, a lot of it's going to be, you know, we've got to get better on our footwork, you know, catching the ball, you know, uh, driving off a catch without traveling, um, you know, being able to finish off two feet, Um, that's something we, we struggle with, um, not because we don't practice it. I just going off two feet, I don't think it's natural for some people, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so we try to teach that as at a young age there. Um, you know, we, we've got some kids that are pretty good at the coming off the dribble mid range shot. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, I'm going to have to get a little bit more comfortable with that shot. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the girls are probably a little bit more, they will be a little bit surprised when maybe we're coming off a dribble and shooting a 10 footer. Um, I still cringe at the idea of, of practicing that, <laughs>
0: but,
1: uh, but we got some kids that can do it. So yeah. we, we have to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, just little stuff like that, little, just the little stuff, you know, coming off the two feet or, you know, being able to back someone down and drop stepping no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're hard to double uh, just, you know, because we have usually have four good shooters outside the arc. Um, you know, so, you know, we won't install a whole lot of stuff uh, for the winter um, in the summer. Um, just it's, it's more skill and we're going to play a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when I say play a lot, I'm talking, you know, with our own inside our own gym. Mm
0: hmm. You're doing like a, uh, you're doing like five on fives. Or are you doing three on threes? A little bit of everything. What do you got little going bit, on with that?
1: A little, little bit of everything. You know, how it goes in the summer. Sometimes you don't have everybody.
0: Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh. We do a lot of continuous five on five. Make it, take it up and down. Um, you know, with with three groups of five. You know, we'll do cutthroat. Uh, the kids just love cutthroat. Um, you know, we do a lot of three on three. Um, we do a lot of two on two, one on one too. Um, for short segments, um, I don't. I don't think anything beats one-on-one. Personally, yeah. um, You know, just knowing how to play the game.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it's just if you can if you can score if you've got a kid that the offense breaks down. You know how it is, Coach. Uh, things have progressed in our careers from mailing VHS tapes to downloading how much with analytics in the in the snap of a fingers to get ready for a game. You know, you're going to run into good coaches in sub state finals in the first rounds of state tournaments, so forth and so on. They're going to be prepared to take away your pet stuff, and you need kids that can just make plays. You know, and you also uh defensively, you know, both you and I are man to man folks, and if you can keep it five on five instead of having to help and and getting caught in that blender, uh, that's that's so important. And so we try to uh one of the things we again we try to do we try to get in at least 5 and and hopefully 10 minutes a day on closeouts and playing one on one and keeping people in front of us and funneling the ball where we want it to go because it's it's so it's so important is that part of your philosophy as well
1: yeah i mean our our philosophy you know on offense is you know make threes and get to the rim you know so the opposite side of that on defense is we don't like to give up threes or let people get to the rim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and I think one-on-one can really put you in that position, um, you know, offensively and defensively, um, you know, just doing that for a few minutes, every practice or every day in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'll help you in the long run.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's r- wrap up with this coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about, uh, and I really appreciate you uh, bringing this up here that you'd be willing to talk about uh, working with your administrators, co- uh you know, communicating with your administrators. Uh, you had made reference to a couple of things earlier about talking with your AD. Um, so, so what are kind of some advice that you have for coaches that are hesitant to talk to their administrators, or they're not really sure how to talk to their administrators about tough topics or whatever, whatever it may be. What are what are some things that you have for for people that are listening?
1: Well, and again, this is just from experience, um, and it's just from getting older. Um, for think,
0: experience. Don't use the old word "O" word, yeah, coach. There yeah,
1: we, yep. well, I'll speak for myself. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that you know some of those you know the hard conversations. If if you don't have them, they're still going to be there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I love that.
1: You know, they're, they're still. You know, I always talk about a you know potholes. Uh, you fill a pothole, you know, you you fill a pothole, it's still a pothole. Um, you know, you got to fix the road, you know. So and I, I think that's with conversations with ADs that you, you need to have them where they're still going to be there. Um, again, I know it's not it's not easy. And, you know, I, I found that, you know, whether you get along with an AD or not, their their goal is the same as as most. Um, you know, they're they're kind of judged right by how the athletic programs are doing, how the coaches are doing. Um, you know, so that I think they want you to be successful as well. Um, and I found a lot of things that I've been hot before, you know, or hot about talking to the AD, you know, it was really just me being frustrated about something else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, so, you know, my, my advice is just get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, and again, some of those coaches were hot heads. Some ads are hot heads, but you know, there's there's some in between ground there that you know that will help your program. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've been fortunate to to work for some good ads. I don't always agree. Um, You know, there's been tough conversations we've had to have, but you know, in the long run, we want we want what's successful for our
0: program as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a great point you know that everybody everybody it's, it's kind of like with the with the kids you know you and the parents want the same thing you want the kids to have a great experience now how that comes about might be a little bit different than what you may want but here's kind of what we need to do to get to that point and in some ways it's kind of the same thing working with your administrators as well is that, is that kind of what you're saying as well coach
1: yeah, I, I think you know whether it's your AD, your principal. Um, you know, we're at we the size of school that you know sometimes there's con- conversation with the principal as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, you know, I come from the old school. Well, you know, well, I'm not talking to any parents. Well, that's not re- that's not realistic.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and if you, if that's your you know, and, and Coach Schewalter talked to me about that. You know, he talks about how if one of his players was having a good a good week of practice, he would he would email the parents and tell them, "Hey, Tommy's had a great week of practice." You know, whether it was the best Tommy was the best player or the fifteenth guy on the bench. Um, you know, and I never quite understood. Like, I, I really want to do that. Um, you know, that's kind of letting the parent parent in. Um, but you have to have those parents involved. Um, that's just, there's no way about it around it. Um, you now there's limitations, right. And there's rules and not overstepping the boundaries. And I think, you know, I, I don't know. I just been fortunate kind of rambling here, but I just been, no. maybe you made me think of something else, but, um, I just been fortunate. You know, I've had ADs where I could, I could go in and talk about my frustrations. And, and a lot of times the frustration wasn't at the AD, right. Correct. It was, you know, they were just there from, for me to complain to. Yeah. Um, you know, so,
0: and mm-hmm. again, they don't, the good ADs I want aren't always going to agree with you either. Yeah. You know,
1: every time you go in.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm really lucky. My, my principal, uh, Dr. Nick Wemhoff is his name, and he says this to us as a staff often. Uh, the most valuable thing I can give you is my time. And my attention, and so if you need anything at all, come in and and talk to me, and I'm and I'm there for you. I'm there to listen, if even if you just and and there's you know there's been once or twice where I've just had to come in and just vent for five ten minutes, you know, and and then you're done, and then you feel better, and then you walk out, and 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 if you have if you work for somebody like that, and I'm really lucky to work for the three gentlemen that I work for right now, if you have somebody like that you are in a really really good place and and i think you would agree coach don't take that for granted because that doesn't happen everywhere
1: no i i it might happen you know less than it does more yeah uh, you know at places you know this just listen to other coaches talk you know or listen to the other ad's talk um you know so yeah I, I wouldn't take that take that for granted because you know those people might not be around um you know, when you're still coaching five years from now.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: You know, I, I, and there's some things, you know, that after a meeting you can can learn from too, if you allow yourself to learn from, you know, what the conversation was just about.
0: Sure. Yep. Jamie, great stuff, my man. Um, if folks want to know more about you, if they want to know more about your program, uh, how can they find out some, some stuff on social media?
1: Yeah, um... You know, we're at uh, Solon Girls, Solon, at Solon Girls Basketball on Twitter. Um, look us up there, DM, DM me there. Uh, I'll re- reply there. You can, or JS Coach 9 on Twitter. I'll be more than happy to share anything or steal some stuff from somebody else, too. So um, you can look me up there on Twitter.
0: Terrific, terrific. Jamie, I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, great having you on here. I uh, hope you've enjoyed your your first full episode all by yourself, flying solo. Hopefully, it was good for you.
1: Yeah, it was great. Marty. I appreciate. I appreciate what you were doing. To... To help the basketball community too, and I look forward to seeing you here in a couple months.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll buy you a, a free lunch there at uh, the cafeteria. Uh,
1: <laughs> that right. sounds good. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on show and Schlabas tab. How about that? Yeah, so, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs>
1: do, that, do that five or six times over there.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, just hopefully I, I, I don't cramp up on the walk back from the gym. So, <laughs> um, we'll get
1: get Tony to carry you. <laughs> When he comes
0: over for the day, uh, 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 Thelma and Louise style, you know, type of thing, so, uh, you know. Uh, don't give him any ideas how about that don't don't, yeah, don't, I won't, don't, I won't. don't do that so uh, JB Smith head girls basketball coach at Solon high School uh, coach if you go hold the line here I've gotta wrap up a couple things here uh, great conversation with coach Smith uh, he had a heck of a team this year uh, got a chance to be really really good again next year has built a really solid thing there at Solon high school so uh, check out his stuff uh, great shooting coach I've seen him work. Uh, with the kids at Snow Valley and and coach does a terrific terrific job with the players there so and again shameless plug for Snow Valley if you've got a boy or a girl uh, that you're just looking to get fundamentally better uh, you know Snow Valley's a great place to to go and and there's kids that come on from all over the country to to go there it is like i like i've said i i don't have the time or, uh, the want to, to really work other people's camps other than my, my own camps. But I'm going to, I make a commitment now, now that I've worked this a couple of times to, to work snow Valley, um, as long as i can so i encourage you to to send your kids there folks so uh coach smith again great job tonight really enjoyed talking to him we always of course we want to thank our founding sponsor cosac chiropractic couldn't do this without dr kevin or dr heidi a pen and a napkin wouldn't be here without dr kevin and dr heidi so want to thank them uh follow us on twitter at a pen and a napkin download rate review give us five stars subscribe Help us get up there in the rankings so that we can get as many followers and, and get as many uh, folks listening to the to the podcast as possible. Of course, questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at penandandnapkin at gmail.com. Check out a penandandnapkin.com. It's a great website, a lot of really, really good stuff out there, so check it out. Uh, again, I want to thank Coach Smith for his time tonight. Uh, great stuff. Hopefully you got a lot of good things out of it. I know I did. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.